Hi, it's Mark Sisson from MarksDailyApple.com. Enjoy this audio narration of a recent MarksDailyApple.com post by Tina Lehman. Subscribe to this podcast channel so you don't miss anything from the blog and read my daily posts on living awesome and much more at MarksDailyApple.com. Five Suggestions for Becoming Less Civilized Civilization has given us great gifts. Infectious diseases rarely kill us anymore. We have hot running water that's safe to drink, usually. We can go down to the market and buy a thousand different foods. Things are, for the most part, safe and comfortable. Of course, many of the benefits of civilization have been solutions to problems it introduced. That we rarely die from infectious diseases is significant because the high population densities of early civilizations created such high infectious disease burdens. Nomadic hunter-gatherers didn't have that issue. But there are benefits. Civilization has also harmed us. There's the usual laundry list of maladies like industrialized diets, sedentary lifestyles, dysfunctional circadian rhythms, skyrocketing rates of obesity, diabetes, and cancer that we discuss on here all the time. But there's also our wildness. For a civil society to function, it must tamp down excessive wildness among its citizenry. Someone's got to maintain the roads, fix the plumbing, drive the buses, and get up and go to work on time. Yet the call of the wild persists. Humans have always represented the intersection of wildness and order. We have animal urges and instincts, and we have reason and logic. We're subject to the natural world, and we mold and shape it. We're civil, but with an edge. It's that precarious balance between chaos and order that helps us do incredible things. The crazy version of stepping foot on the moon and the discipline necessary to get us there safely. When we become too civilized, we lose that edge. On the balance, I'll take the civilization, but we can do it better by reintroducing wildness into our personal lives. Wild isn't crazy or savage or violent. It can include ebullience, but it's mostly about loosening the shackles of what civilization expects you to be and do. Besides the obvious and dependable ways to become less civilized, like taking wilderness skill classes, floating conventional dietary wisdom, camping, and hiking, what are some other suggestions? Number one, adjust your create-to-consume ratio. To consume is to be passive, comfortable, civilized. Civilization needs consumption. It's necessary. But civilization and the humans who populate it also need creation, and that's a bit more wild. It's pushing the boundary, riding the edge. This isn't an either-or situation. Everyone consumes. Everyone should create, too. How's your ratio? You don't have to start a blog or write books. You don't have to become an oil painter or a sculptor. Although those are great options for cultivating wildness via tweaking the create-consume ratio, they're not the only way. Creation can be almost anything as long as it introduces something new to the world. It can be minor or monumental. If you're reading a blog and a thought comes to you, write a comment. If you're scrolling through a Twitter conversation and have something to contribute, do so. Participate. You could be a dungeon master for a Dungeons & Dragons group. That's creating a narrative for others to inhabit. 
You could convince your buddies to start training with you. That's creating good healthy habits in people who didn't have them. Direct your energy outward rather than be a passive recipient of exogenous energy. Number two, learn a martial art. There's a real human predilection toward violence that, if ignored or repressed, often explodes into tragedy. Martial arts can be a good outlet for that. Now, I don't know this firsthand. As a kid, I got into my fair share of mostly friendly scrapes and rough-and-tumble play, and it was great. Every kid should do that. Few do these days. But I don't have any real experience with martial arts. Not learning one is actually one of my major regrets in life. In recent months, however, I have done some very easy grappling drills with an acquaintance who's been training for most of his life. It's been awesome. Nothing too serious or intense, but I get a real sense of how I'd respond in a violent situation. Don't do what I did. Learn a martial art. There's an element of wildness. You're learning how to do and avoid violence. How to face another human being in simulated mortal conditions, tempered with control and the boundaries of civilization. No one's going to die or get seriously hurt. From my limited experience, I'd say a grappling art like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or wrestling. Number three, indulge your fandom. Humans have a sense of tribalism encoded in us, a desire for allegiance toward and acceptance from a group. For some, that manifests as ethnic or religious hatred. There are obvious problems associated with those manifestations. Could there be a positive outlet for our tribalism? Research shows that diehard sports fans see physiological benefits when their teams compete such as boosts to testosterone and increased empathy. Sports fans even have a higher-than-average sense of meaning in their lives, something many modern humans lack. I'm guessing this may also apply to some of the more, quote, nerdy allegiances like Star Wars versus Star Trek, Marvel versus DC, or PlayStation versus Xbox. Though I have to draw the line at adult My Little Pony fans. Sorry. It goes without saying that you shouldn't let these tribal allegiances consume your life. Don't spend every waking moment following sports, politics, or pop culture. That'd be like engaging in perpetual warfare with a rival tribe. No good. In fact, I think some of these open-ended tribal conflicts are the most dangerous. In sports, as in the battlefield, there's a definitive, objective conclusion to the conflict. Your team either wins or loses. Everyone accepts the outcome because the outcome is undeniable. In politics or pop culture, the battle never ends. It drags on and drags you down with it. Number four, get your house in order. When chaos envelops us at home, dirty dishes in the kitchen, clothes strewn around, papers everywhere, bills unpaid, responsibilities mounting, we devote most of our creative energy to blocking it out, to ignoring it, leaving us little energy to embody our true, wilder selves. Don't do this. Instead, deal with the issues directly. Clean the place up. Address all the energy suckers. You'll probably find that most of them resolve rather quickly, and you have far more time and energy left over to create, learn, play, and indulge the call of the wild. And yes, I think there's an argument made for minimalism here. And number five, interact with the environment in atypical ways. Civilization has created neat, linear environments with walkways and paths and boundaries. 
Normally, we stay between the lines, stay off the grass, and generally follow the rules. Try not doing that. Climb trees randomly, do so in full view of others. It may inspire them to do something similar. Walk or bear crawl along the backs of park benches, being cautious about it. Take shortcuts, vault over fences, sprint upstairs, do pull-ups at crosswalk light posts, overhead branches, ledges, anything you can grip and hang from. Be a weirdo, but not a jerk. You shouldn't walk through wilderness protection zones or trample someone's garden. And have fun with it. Thanks for listening today, folks. Have a great day.